0: Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Deep Roots at Home, and today we are going to talk about the need for real men in our culture versus the feminism that we see uh, in today's society. So stay tuned. Today's podcast comes from a couple of different posts from the Deep Roots at Home website. And the first one is called The Best Way to Get Rid of Men is to Tell Them They're Not Needed. And this was actually a guest post by Lori Alexander of The Transformed Wife. And she was quoting Tim Keller, who wrote in response to Lori's post about female preachers. And this is what Tim had to say. Men are designed by the Lord to fight for women, not with them. Most of the time when wives have an argument with their husband, the husband shuts down. This is a part of how the Lord programmed the male mind to help de-escalate the conflict and control his emotions. Invariably, the wife misinterprets his silence as unloving, but the opposite is usually true. As we see feminism take hold in society and culture, we have seen men retreat. The best way to get rid of men is to tell them they are not needed. This has been a constant theme being preached from entertainment to academia. Men are not designed to fight for themselves, only to sacrifice for ideals larger than themselves. This is why men volunteer for military service, and in times of war, the enlistment rates increase. This speaks to the base instinct of a man, to protect the vulnerable and to serve the greater good for his fellow man. In return, he hopes to be rewarded with respect and love from his country and his family. So now that the tentacles of feminism have been increasingly enveloping the church, we see men, consistent with their nature, retreating from a fight they are unable to win. I have heard the lament from women for years saying, where have all the good men gone? Well, I will share it with you. They are hiding in plain sight. Yes, Too many have opted to retreat to their parents' basements playing video games to fight and win on the only platform they feel they can win on. Far more are working hard to lead and provide. Those are the hardwired tasks God has placed inside him, most without the adoration and respect they deserve. So why have men retreated from church where the word of God is preached? Why aren't husbands involved more? Why? I will tell you. The last bastion of hope and support for his role in the family and in the community was the church, and it has largely betrayed and abandoned biblical teaching on headship. Most have not even heard the term. The church has gone the way of all the institutions where a man's contribution was respected and cherished. It was in the church where a man learned how the home structure was designed by God and was encouraged and fiercely defended. It was in the church where a man learned what his role and responsibilities were in his family, church, and community. It was in the church where a man learned that marriage is a picture of Christ and his bride. The church is led, rebuked, encouraged, loved, washed, sanctified, and purified by our Lord Jesus Christ. Marriage should look like this. It was in the church where a man saw the older women teaching the younger women, To first love their husbands, love their children, and be keepers at home. And the whole point of this mandate is so that the word of God is not blasphemed. It was in the church where a man learned to love his wife as Christ loves his church. This is the self-sacrificial life of the husband, to protect, provide, and progenerate his family. It was in the church where a man learned that he, along with his God, is enough to provide for his family. He learns to trust God to meet his needs and establish the work of his hands. It's also where his wife was encouraged to accept the standard of living God has allowed her husband to provide and to be content with the things she had. It was in the church where a man learned to invest his time, talents, and treasure to meet the needs of those closest to him, but also for those around the world. It's also where he learns women are prohibited from leadership positions. Paul expressly stated that a woman should not have leadership over a man in the church. But you see, this is just one of a long list of areas we have tossed to the curb of expediency. This is where feminism has taken an obvious stand. But there are more subtle areas where feminism has crept in as well. And these would include lack of standards in and out of church, lack of teaching on biblical roles for men and women, Lack of teaching on biblical submission for wives to their husbands. Lack of commanding men to take the leadership in their homes and church. Lack of biblical hymnody that exalts the power, might, and authority of God Almighty. Lack of politically incorrect biblical worldview preaching. Lack of fellowship times where people can share their Christian walk with the local body of believers. Lack of encouragement for young women to seek marriage and family as opposed to career and worldly pursuits. Men will rise to the challenge when they're needed and see a path for love and respect. Yes, men should be like Christ in that he was abused, betrayed, and crucified, and yet still endured the cross of shame for all of us, even for those that did and would reject him. Great men are all around, but few are great apart from great women. When the women put their whole value in the Lord, And stop trying to do it all and climb the ladder, break down the barriers, and my body, my choice. Maybe then we will see men step up in the areas we need them to. Yes, we need more good men. But when will the women allow them and encourage them to stand? When will the women see their ministry is to their husband first, to their children second, and everything else third? When will the lure of monetary success fade out to family success? When will we see our men as God's gift to our family, church, and community? The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Proverbs 31, 11, and 12. And Jackie adds her note here. As an older woman, I, Jacqueline, agree we women have been sold a lie. I bought into that lie for many years and it almost ruined me physically and emotionally nationally we have seen the devastation of this lie and the fruit that has come from it i pray this message will cause you to search your soul that you may have life and have it more abundantly when it comes to vaccines most mothers and fathers want to know facts not others opinions jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well baby visit because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital info ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. This next post, which follows right along with the thoughts that we are considering today, is titled, Are Our Men Really at Home? Some definitely are, but some are not. And it also was a thought-provoking guest post on Deep Roots at Home by Rebecca Neal. In his beautiful rich book, A Promise Kept, the late Robertson McQuilkin recounts a humorous but poignant story. McQuilkin was caring for his wife Muriel in their home. He had resigned as president of Columbia Bible College in order to be her full-time caregiver, a conviction which he believed the Lord had personally placed upon his heart. Muriel had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's at a comparatively young age and would often have accidents as her disease progressed and her memory worsened. She came to the point where she could not control her bodily functions and went to the bathroom on the floor. McQuilkin recalls cleaning the mess up while at the same time trying to keep Muriel from helping him to clean. He was concerned that she would slip and hurt herself. As he was cleaning, McQuilkin, who had been listening to a Charles Swindoll broadcast, suddenly heard Swindoll say, Men, are you at home? I mean, really at home. And McQuilkin, seeing the humor in the situation, replied, Yeah, Chuck, really I am. Do I ever wish I weren't? And so often we hear of women at home, women who speak glowingly of their husbands and their children. That's a humorous story, but let's talk more about men at home. We often hear and talk about women at home, women who speak glowingly of their husbands and their children, women who value the title of wife and mother, women who build their lives around their spiritual calling to fulfill the feminine roles that the Lord has entrusted them with. This is evidenced in the subject matter of many, many Christian women's blogs. Often the focus is upon marriage, children, and other homemaking interests. Not always, but often. And it is a God-honoring focus. Women seeking to fulfill their God-given roles in the unique and personal ways that the Lord is leading them to fulfill them. But men, men at home, This is something that's been upon my heart, especially in light of some recent failures and scandals. Are our men really at home? And some of them are, definitely are. Their hearts are at home serving Jesus in whatever vocation he has called them to, supporting their wives and children, loving the Lord with all their hearts, and leading their families in worship and praise of him. But we have to admit, if we really want to be honest before the Lord, some of them are not. And we love them, and we pray for them, and we want the best for them through the Lord. But their hearts, as it stands, are not at home. We want our men to be at home, with us, with our children, with their God. But they are not. Something else captivates them. Whether it be work, a hobby, or another love. Something else captivates their hearts, and they are not at home. Not at rest, not at peace with God and with their family. They may give lip service but they don't really care about spiritual matters. Or perhaps they've grown cold towards their first love. They're not at home. There are other men who give all the appearance of being at home. They attend church regularly. They fulfill their duties. They help around the house. They do what is required of them and perhaps beyond what is required. But their hearts are still not at home. Not really. Their heart is bound to their electronic device or their social media or their work. They're actors, but not real men at home with beating hearts of love and devotion and joy and selfless sacrifice. They are lukewarm. A part that always makes me chuckle in the Disney movie The Aristocats involves the English geese and the male cat O'Malley. The female geese question whether or not the cat is married, and he evades the question. One of the geese looks him squarely in his shifty eyes and states, You either are or you're not. To which he replies, All right, then, I'm not. We need men who are at home, men who love the Lord with all their hearts and souls and minds and strength, men who lead their families, men who take the hard, costly path of obedience, men who follow in the footsteps of our precious Savior. These are men at home. I've seen them in action. I've read of them, watched them, looked up to them, appreciated their devotion, commitment, and love. I thank God for men who are truly at home. But what about those who are not? The answer is not manipulation. It's not ungodly pleading. The answer is not to ignore the problem, to falsely convince oneself or others that a man is at home when he is not. When we come back, we will talk about what the answer truly is. It's no secret that Jackie absolutely loves TRS. Here is another fantastic testimony. Our three-year-old has been so much more affectionate and loving. She's autistic and has sensory issues, so her tendency has always been to go off by herself to play, and she would actively avoid social and physical contact. Being incredibly sensitive can be so isolating. I'm delighted to report that after six months of TRS, she's so much more sociable and affectionate. It's astounding. She initiates cuddles, welcomes kisses, hugs her big sister, likes hanging out with her little brother, asks grandma to pick her up, and makes sure she's in the company of family, regardless of what she's doing. She wakes up every morning with a huge grin, ready to have fun and play. We are so grateful to see our little girl blossoming and joining the world, wanting connection and affection, making eye contact, and sharing laughter. Thank you, TRS. For more information, please go to www.deeprootsathomes.com forward slash TRS. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. So what is the answer? The answer is prayer. It is fasting. It is pleading with God. The answer is Surrender entrusting oneself and one's family over to a merciful and loving Heavenly Father, entrusting the situation over to His love, knowing that He will work good from it. We all struggle with this malady. Sometimes we ourselves are not at home. We are not in the center of God's will. We are running, either physically or mentally, away from it. We are wasting the life that God has given to us on things that do not matter. We are not at home. May he have mercy upon us. May he work in our minds and our hearts and our homes to be faithful to him, to love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. May he encourage men to become true men of God, leading their families in the way of the Lord. May he strengthen women to be the discerning support of the head, praying, encouraging, strengthening. May our families be built up in him. Men at home, women at home, Children at home, in him because of him, only by his grace, at home. And lastly, we're going to look at nine ways to help your sons become the men God designed them to be. If we want men who are at home, then we must raise our sons to be these kind of men. Your son needs your prayer. Boys are truly devalued and misunderstood in our culture. All that energy can be seen as unruly. Their competitiveness as aggressive, their tenacity as egotism, their resilience as lack of caring, and their curiosity as disrespect for authority. But God has created boys according to His wonderful design. As the parents of two sons, my sacred duty, Jackie says, is to help them grow up to manhood in ways that honor that divine design. Dr. Gregory L. Jantz gives us nine ways to raise our sons according to God's design. Firstly, recognize that male and female differences complement each other. Boys aren't meant to act like girls. God has designed the genders to complement and mutually benefit each other. Give your son the freedom he needs to be himself, the way God made him to be. Secondly, examine your gender biases and ask God to help you change them. Check those stereotypes you may have about boys and how you may be biased against them. Do you assume that boys will be disruptive, messy, inattentive, insensitive, disrespectful, unable to follow directions, tough or unfeeling? If certain boys don't act in those ways, do you think they're weak since they don't fit your image of macho behavior? Ask God to show you which attitudes you currently have about boys that are inaccurate and then pray for the Holy Spirit to renew your mind and give you the right perspective on boys. Third, lead your son to an active faith. Pray often for your sons to enjoy a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that for faith to be relevant to males, it should be part of a wholehearted heroic adventure for Jesus in which they ally their own wills to God's will. Join a doctrinally sound church in which your family can actively participate as he grows and aim to be the best role model you can be for him throughout your own relationship with Jesus. Fourthly, encourage your son to develop the character of a hero. Boys and men love heroes since God has placed a desire for greatness within every male. You can teach key character traits that heroes develop. Honor, adhering to truth, values, and principles beyond self. Enterprise, working at important things whether they seem small or large. Responsibility, carrying important people and things throughout life and originality, being a thinker and discoverer of the world. Another trait of a hero is self-discipline, which will help your son build personal strength as he disciplines himself to work through his goals. Fifthly, help your son process his emotions in ways that fit his male design. Observe your son's emotional strengths and weaknesses for at least a week, noting the feelings he expresses about interactions he has and the circumstances he goes through. Consider how you can help him process his emotions in ways that can work best for males, such as releasing stress through physical movement like exercise or using a story to help express the emotions he feels, processing in a quiet place so he can think more clearly about his emotions, searching for a solution to the problem that has challenged his emotions. Be sure to give your son the freedom he needs to cry as well. Crying is a sign of strength, not weakness, because it signals healthy emotional processing. 6. Teach your child how to develop a healthy sexuality. Talk with your son early, appropriately, and openly about sex, answering all of his questions honestly, and always presenting information from the perspective that his sexuality is a good part of the way that God has made him, rather than something dirty that should make him feel ashamed. Explain the many benefits of saving sex until marriage so your son will understand why it's important to wait. Explore the physical, emotional, and spiritual consequences of ignoring God's design for sex. Encourage your son to use physical exercise as a way of releasing pent-up sexual energy. But try your best to keep him away from pornography since porn can be very dangerous for him. 7. Help your son do his best in school. If you homeschool your son, make sure his active mind is engaged and challenged. If he attends school elsewhere, serve as your son's advocate with his teachers and school administrators to help him be engaged and challenged give him the support and encouragement he needs to do his homework well. Eighth, encourage your son to use technology for good purposes. While you should encourage your son to use technology in ways that help him pursue his interests, learn new skills and put his God-given talents into action, you should limit your son's daily screen time in front of screens such as computers, television, and video games because too much screen time will stunt his development. And ninth and finally, help your son measure his progress toward manhood. Talk with your son about what it means to become a man and what steps he can aim to take along the way to manhood. Celebrate rites of passage. At the right time, incorporate him into the men's events through your church or a special outing with him recognize when he's manly in the biblical way. Whether we do all these things perfectly or imperfectly, calling on the Lord for wisdom and insight is the most powerful way to help them grow to be the man God designed them to be. When we come back, we'll briefly look over prayers that you can pray for your son. In these troubling times it's no secret that we are being censored it's getting harder and harder to spread the truth facebook is throttling us and we don't know how much longer we will be there here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with deep roots at home firstly sign up for our newsletter jackie sends out exclusive important content to her readers the link will be in the show notes number two consider making deep roots at home your home page in your browser Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Here are a few prayers you can pray for your son. Psalm 51.10, create in my son a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within him. Deuteronomy 13.4, may my son walk after you, God, and fear you, and keep your commandments, and obey your voice. May he serve you and hold fast to you. Deuteronomy 31.6, may my son be strong and courageous, and not fear or be in dread, for it is you, Lord, our God, who goes with him. You will never leave him or forsake him. First Kings nine four. May my son walk before you God as King David walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that you've commanded him, and keeping your statutes and rules. Like Timothy, may my son be an example to believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And that's from first Timothy. Four twelve, And these nine ways of raising boys by design is adapted from the book, Raising Boys by Design, What the Bible and Brain Science Reveal About What Your Son Needs to Thrive by Gregory L. Yontz, PhD, and you will find links to both of the blog posts, all three of the blog posts that have been uh, used today for the podcast, as well as this book will be in the show notes of this podcast. We are so thrilled you were able to join us today. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.